Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post-20 Podcast NFL Show. We are going to be recapping Week 16, previewing Week 17. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, Evan. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. Um, We're going to hop right into this. Jeremy, how was your week last week in terms of betting? Uh, Yeah, well, I know... Our podcast picks weren't necessarily (laughs) fantastic, but when it came down to Sunday, you know, after all the COVID news and everything went on, I ended up doing pretty well on Sunday. I hit a bunch of touchdown scores. It was kind of the week of the running back in terms of touchdown scores, and that's kind of been my strategy last year and this year is to just kind of hit on those weeks when the running backs keep piling them in, and I did really well. Probably my best week in... Four or five weeks at least, so I mean, I'm happy to be back on track and going to keep it rolling this week. Yeah, um, I had a decent week. I mean, not not anything crazy. I think I probably broke a little bit over even. Um, had some free bets and credits that I put to good use on touchdown scores as well. Um, in terms of parlays and things like that, I missed a lot by one leg. Uh, we were talking about that a little bit before the show. Couple underdogs. Um, did nicely for me, the Bills and the Colts, um, you know, primarily. And a couple of favorites really let me down. But, um, yeah, if you guys were to look at our picks this week, I believe I only had seven, right? And it looks like Jeremy had, uh, I think, eight or nine, right? So he had a better week than I did um, in terms of pod picks. I did void the Ravens bets because that game was an absolute disaster. Um, COVID, they were literally missing like both, like they were missing the first unit of their secondary and a lot of the second unit of their secondary as well. So there was a lot of third stringers playing. Burrow threw for like almost 550 yards in that game, which you literally don't see ever. Um, So I kind of just voided it and, and said that it was an anomaly um so we're just we won't think about that game but let's get into um a little bit of the recap week 16 here we go thursday december 23rd day before christmas eve the 49ers took on the titans this was my bet of the week i absolutely loved it niners complete dog shit team put up 17 points looked great in the first half but the titans came from behind a Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown link-up performance of the ages. A.J. Brown finishes the game with 145 yards and a touchdown, most of those coming in the second half. Tannehill with 209, 209 yards and a touchdown. Um, on the ground, they kind of split things up again. Deontay Foreman got in there. Uh, and the Niners really, you know, they looked okay in the first half, but Jimmy G is a turnover machine. It's kind of an endless cycle with him. He looks good. People believe in him. Then he shits the bed and people hate him. And then he comes back and proves everybody wrong again. I just don't think he's the answer there in San Fran. Um, and I was so confident in Titans money line here and I'm glad that it hit. But um, what do you take away from this one? Um, I mean, nothing huge to take away from that game. I like that the Titans are still winning um, without Derrick Henry. I mean, for their sake, um, they look good. A.J. Brown, finally, I guess, healthy based on, based on the stat line and the performance he put up on Thursday. He looked really good. Um, but, I mean, this was just a good matchup between two, you know, potential playoff teams. I don't know if the Niners can sneak into the wild card. I think they can. Yeah, they um, can. I think they, they have a shot. 
I was gonna say I think they're tied with the Eagles for the last slot currently. Um, but yeah, just that was a quality football game between two playoff teams. I mean, neither offense looked crazy. I mean, I know on Thursday nights everyone gets kind of bored when it's twenty to seventeen or whatever it was. But I mean, it was a quality football game, and that's probably the breed of football you can expect from both teams on the defensive end come playoff time. Yeah, you're not really going to be able to get much more juice out of that Titans offense. I don't think either. That's a problem. You know, when I worry about them in a playoff sense, or when I think about them in a playoff sense, I worry because I just think their offense isn't isn't there without Derrick Henry. You know, it's run heavy, um, and if they don't get him back for the playoffs, then they're going to be looking at trouble. And the Niners, I just don't think, are going to be able to do any damage. You know, it's it's now that at this time of the season that we have to start thinking about playoffs. Um, and I don't think you're going to do any damage with Jimmy G. I just don't think he's there. Um, okay, let's move on. Browns 22, Packers 24. The motherfucking Packers don't cover after literally everybody I know plays Packers 6.5. Um, Browns rise through 7 and 8. The Pack or <clears throat> fall to 7 and 8. The Packers now to 12 and 3. Baker came out, shit the bed, four interceptions for him. Chubb had a good game on the ground, 126 yards and a touchdown for him. Rodgers, good game in the air, but he got injured um, just a little bit before halftime and didn't look so hot in the second quarter. There was three touchdowns for him in this game. Devontae, 114 yards and two touchdowns. Nothing surprising from him, just absolutely dominating. Um, Good for the Packers here to get this win, but... It should be noted that this was at home. They have that giant home field advantage. It was cold as hell. Um, and the Browns come in there and make it a competitive game towards the end. I have reservations about the Packers come playoff time. I don't want to say that they're paper Tigers because I love Aaron Rodgers. I think him and Devontae Adams are fantastic players. But they do, every once in a while, I'll watch them play in you know the late period of a game. This happened with the Vikings. This happened with the Browns. These are streaks that worry me very very much letting teams back into games this late could be a problem come playoff time you know they say at any given Sunday and that that could be one of those things that that gets on top of the Packers um do you worry about them at all or do you think um that the Packers are are headed for the Super Bowl um I don't I don't really worry about the Packers I think it's just because I'm so accustomed to Aaron Rodgers just willing his way to victory for yep. I mean as long as we've been alive and watching football yep um but I do agree that you know sometimes they do let these teams get awfully close they're like they're like the Vikings but they win the game like they let yeah. the team come back all the way but then they still just end up winning by a couple points it's kind of it's funny that it reminds me of the vikings and they're in the same division except the vikings always lose yep um but yeah i mean with aaron Rodgers, Devonte adams and aaron jones slash aj Dillon slash whoever else they want to use instead of aaron jones because yeah. they hate him um they're they they're gonna be a good offense throughout the uh playoffs and mvs has kind of you know been hitting his stride lately and the lizard he looked good last game, too. I mean, their offense is firing. They just got to, I don't know, they just got to not let teams get back in. When you when they're on their neck, they need to, you know, finish the job. It's funny because the Packers get a lot of turn. Like, there's a lot of turnovers that they convert on, right? They um, There was a couple in this game. There was four interceptions. Um, but I think in a game where you have four interceptions, you got to turn those INTs into points. And they only put up 24 here. That's three touchdowns and a field goal. You got to be putting up more than that against a Browns team who just looks absolutely abysmal. 
Um, and I think that's that's kind of why I worry a little bit. And I think a lot of it comes down to the play calling. Um, like Jeremy just said, you know, we're we're very used to watching Aaron Rodgers will his way to victory, um, even with teams that, you know, are really just not complete. Um, and it would be fair to say that this Packers team isn't complete. You know, look at other top tier quarterbacks. They have a lot of weapons. Look at Stafford in LA. Um for example, I think Aaron Rodgers is of a higher quality and um, arguably his receiving core is not as good. Not not arguably. It's actually not arguable at all. Um, I I just I think the play calling is, is shit when they're on top too. Um, I think LaFleur is kind of suspect as a coach and I know a lot of people share that sentiment and that's just one of the things I worry about. But I'm sure that we'll see the Packers at least in the NFC Championship game. Um, and we'll just have to see if LaFleur and Rodgers can keep it together. All right, Colts 22, Cardinals 16. The Cardinals continue to fall apart. I mean, this is three in a row now, isn't it, that they've lost? Yes, it is. Yeah, they look absolutely abysmal. Only put up 16 points in this game. They look all right in the first quarter, but the Colts dominate for the rest of it. Jonathan Taylor missing his entire offensive line. Rushes for 108 yards. Carson Wentz with a relatively solid game. Only throws the ball 28 times. Connects on 18, 225 yards and a touchdown. Um, or 225 yards and two touchdowns for him. T.Y. Hilton with the first. And Desmond Patman. Pat, Patman. <laughs> uh, with one as well. The Cardinals just cannot get it done. Kyler Murray, the leading rusher in this one. Chase Edmonds with 56 yards and a touchdown. For himself, Antoine Wesley with a touchdown, and um, Kyler Murray throws for 245 yards. Wow, um, Cardinals aren't doing anything in the playoffs, eh? Um, I just don't think that they are a team that are going to be able to get things done. They look fraudulent. You don't want to carry this sort of mo- negative momentum, um, if that's even a term, into the playoffs. I think the Colts are much much better team and were a much better team in this uh in this matchup and it was nice to see the dog win you know especially as underpowered and um down bad as the Colts were yeah I mean you you and me we've been loving JT we've been loving the Colts all season um and it was good to see them beat the Cardinals especially because I've been saying it all season that the Rams are going to win the division. And I looked like an idiot for 13 weeks, <laughs> but I'm back. Yeah. And the Rams are back. Yeah. I, I put a, a bet on them too. So hopefully they pull through for us. Yeah. So, I mean, that's good to see Kyler. You know, he looks like he's back to uh frauding like he has in the past when the season starts winding down. Mm-hmm. Um, But I mean, I'd like to see him succeed, just not enough to the point where he beats the Rams. Because I do like him. I do think he's a talented quarterback, and he, you know, he's a nice guy. He's never in the media for doing anything stupid. But you know, if the if it helps the Rams win the division, they can keep losing. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that they that he develops. Like, it's going to take him some time, but I think that he's so athletic that his career is going to be a little longer than um, some other quarterbacks that are his age. I just I think it's going to take time. I think he needs to become more of a quarterback that can game manage because right now he's just super explosive. And that's great. Like, it's great to have that in your back pocket. Um, but let's look at Lamar. You know what I mean? Um, super explosive player, dynamic, can change the course 
um, of a game in just one play. But when it comes down to managing the game, suspect. All right, let's move on. Lions, Falcons, Falcons get away in this one to a Detroit Lions team who came out to play. 20 for the uh, Falcons, 16 for the Lions. Tim Boyle under center for the Lions, 187 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Jamal Williams, 77 on the ground. Matt Ryan, decent game. Had to just manage this one. 215 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The rushing game was so suspect again, but a good game on the receiving end for Kyle Pitts. He got 100-plus in this one, just at 102 on six receptions. A lot of big chunk plays for him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to take away from this game. I think maybe the Falcons should have capitalized, had a bigger win here. They didn't cover for me. Um, but I guess it's good. You know, they're, they're seven and eight now. I feel like they've played a lot worse than seven and eight. So I think they're actually kind of lucky to have that score or that, uh, that record. Yeah, no, I agree. If you asked me what the Falcons record was, I'd probably say like five and 10 or four and 11. Yeah. Um, because some of the games just look disgusting when they play. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Kyle Pitts turn it up a little bit. I don't remember if we said it on the pod or if we were just talking about in the group chat, there was a stat about how he hadn't gotten the ball in the red zone in like a couple weeks, and I we knew he was due, and that Musta was due as he showed out against the Lions. Um, but that game pained me because I needed 40 yards from Russell Gage to complete my same game parlay, and he got 39, so that was cool. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, the stat was that um, I believe that Calvin Ridley is still their leading end zone um, target guy. Calvin Ridley hasn't played since, I believe, week eight of the NFL season. So I think that was one of the stats that they sent. I don't know if that's the one you're referencing, but that's a gigantic problem because you have a stud tight end that is essentially the same build and height um, as, you know, a a marquee receiver and can do all sorts of crazy receiver things. um, And you're not throwing him the ball in the end zone. So yeah, a a serious problem. The draft's been like 10th overall or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe he's just going to be one of those franchise guys for them. Um, but they're going to have to find a new QB soon because Matt Ryan is really getting up there. Yeah, especially with the way he keeps getting absolutely smoked because his line is it's Swiss terrible. cheese. I know, he just gets clobbered every game. Stepped on, fucking sacked, just destroyed. Yeah, he's he's going to be done soon. Um, all right, up next, Rams-Vikings. I believe the Rams covered the spread was three or three and a half before the game. Um, Vikings now seven and eight, Rams 11 and four. Rams take hold of the division. Good for Jeremy, good for me. Um, Stafford kind of seeing ghosts in this game. Three interceptions, threw a perfect one to the safety in this one, but also 197 yards and a touchdown. Sony Michelle ruined my fantasy season by getting 131 yards and a touchdown. Uh, nice. Gotta, gotta love a third stringer getting 131 yards and a touchdown in the semifinals. It just makes me warm inside. Cooper Cup, 109 receiving yards on 10 receptions. And Odell Beckham Jr., another touchdown for him. That is three in four games, I believe. So he's having quite a run, uh, with the Los Angeles Rams right now. Kirk Cousins, one of those games that just looks stat patty, 315 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Madison uh, does nothing on the ground. 
But Justin Jefferson has another fantastic performance. Thielen was in and out of this game with an injury. Another person who ruined my fantasy season. Um, but yeah, a good result for the Rams. They needed this to take hold of the NFC West. They are now up top, and it doesn't look like the Cardinals will be overtaking them um, at this point in the season. So what do you think about this game? Oh, I mean, yeah, the Rams look to be firing on all cylinders. Sony Michelle is, like you said, playing unbelievable yep. um, for no reason. Odell's found the end zone now a couple times. Uh, he looks to kind of be reviving his career a little bit. I mean, he's not going for 130 yards like he used to or whatever for two seasons with the Giants. But, I mean, that's kind of Cooper Cup's job on their team. Um, but to see him contribute to a team again and not just be standing out there and on Twitter <laughs> is nice. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Rams look good heading into the playoffs. They're a team that is definitely going to be competitive. Um just based on the talent on both sides of the ball. Like you said, Kirk Cousins, stat pad, what's new? I mean, yep. that game kind of summed up what I thought would happen, and Kirk Cousins did what he always does. Yeah, he doesn't win in the clutch, right? He only wins these weird fucking freak games that don't really have any implications. Um, all right, let's move on. Jags Jets, not going to talk too much about this game. Jets get a win when they probably shouldn't be going for a win. Um, they are now 4-11, and the Jags 2 and. 13. Trevor Lawrence, 280 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Ogunbawale is the leading rusher for the Jags in this game. He gets a touchdown after James Robinson goes down with, I believe, a torn Achilles. Um, so he's going to be done for the season, hopefully giving him enough time to get back for the start of next season. Those Achilles injuries can be pesky. Um, Zach Wilson, 102 yards and a touchdown, just managed this one. Um, 91 yards on the ground. He broke off like a 57-yard uh, rushing touchdown. That was really impressive. Um, and Michael Carter's the leading rusher in this game with 118 yards on 16 carries. I believe Braxton Berrios had a touchdown return or a kickoff return in this game too, didn't he? Or was it a punt return? Um, I'm not really sure. I didn't pay too much attention to this game. Um, all I know is I was watching the game, and at one point they had Zach Wilson on a graphic with Peyton Manning and another Hall of Fame quarterback, and I wanted to turn off yeah. red zone for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I think it was it was one of the it was after the rushing touchdown. Um, but Braxton Berrios did have a kick return uh, touchdown in this game. Three returns for 138 yards and a tud for him. Um, wow, that's funny. All right, so what's up? Oh, just to touch on Michael Carter real quick. Oh, yeah. He looks unreal all season. I think next year, fantasy football players, that's someone you're going to want to look for because the Jets won't be as bad next year. And he's been getting like close to 100 yards a couple times throughout the season as a rookie. He's going to be good moving forward. Yeah, I think he's good. I bet on him a couple times to score touchdowns, and he's pulled through. I didn't have him this week, um, but he does look good. Yeah, especially when you consider – um, the line and QB situation in, in New York. Um, he's, he's doing what he can with, with very little. All right, Giants versus the Eagles. Jalen Hurts, fuck you, 199 yards, two touchdowns for him. Didn't get going until the second half. The Eagles just look so terrible, and the Giants look so terrible in the first half. Um, Eagles put up 17 in the third, 14 in the fourth. Wow, just what a freak game. Devontae Smith, leading receiver for the Birds, 80 yards, a touchdown. Lane Johnson catches the touchdown, which was hilarious. Miles Sanders, injured again, of course. Um, Boston Scott, touchdown for him. No rushing TDs for Jalen Hurts, which I needed so badly. 
Mike Lennon, Jake Fromm split the snaps in New York. They absolutely fucking suck, both of them. Um, Saquon Barkley gets nothing done. Kadarius Toney, nothing done. Kenny Galladay, nothing done. The Giants are a bad, bad football team. You take anything away from this, or was it just shitty for you too? Yeah, no, it was another horrible NFC East division matchup. But if I have to see or listen to one more person on the television say how Jalen Hurts is hitting his stride and he looks so good now, the guy beat half of a Washington football team. He looks terrible. And then Jake Fromm. Like, yeah, dude, I could have went out there on the Eagles and beat both those teams. The other teams looked horrible. Like, I could have just handed the ball off to Miles Sanders and threw a five-yard slant. Like, he does. it's not like he's doing anything impressive. He's just beating horrible football teams. Like, congratulations. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Okay, uh, let's move on. Bills 33, Pats 21. Josh Allen, what a tremendous performance from him. 30 for 47, 314 yards, three touchdowns, 64 yards on the ground. Devin Singletary gets into the end zone. Isaiah McKenzie, 125 yards on 11 receptions. That's insane. A touchdown for him. Stefan Diggs, 85 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown for him. And Dawson Knox in garbage time, a touchdown for him as well. Micah Hyde had two interceptions in this game. Uh, important to note. Mac Jones looking suspect in this one. 145 yards and two interceptions. First really bad game for him in really probably 10 weeks now. Um, Damian Harris, who sat on my fantasy bench and lost me the chip because I made a bad move. Um, had 103 yards on 18 carries and three touchdowns. Wow. I mean, what an interesting game this was. Um, we said that the Bills would come out and rock and roll. They are now um, technically, I think, in the lead for the division. They're 9-6. and six. Pat's also 9-6. and six. This was a huge game. We both needed it really, really bad. You probably more than me because um, I know you're way over leveraged on the Bills at this point. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh, yeah, I mean, we said it was always the Bills. It was always the Bills division. Patriots were due for regression, and it finally came. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen is a quarterback that does look to be back and firing on all cylinders now. He was rolling right, throwing throwing the other side of the field, just dropping in crazy balls all game. Hopefully they can keep it rolling because they're a fun team to watch when they're playing well. Like They just look good when they play well. And I hope it continues. I just need them to hold on for two more weeks here. And I'll be a happy man because, you know, Bills and the Rams, that's what I need. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the next one. This was the Joe Burrow show. Ravens missing so many guys um, in their secondary. Josh Johnson comes in, does a job for an injured Lamar, and and then a COVID Tyler Huntley. 304 yards for Johnson, two touchdowns and an interception. No rushing game whatsoever. Uh, Mark Andrews, 125 yards. Uh, Rashad Bateman gets a touchdown, as well as Mark. Um, And really, it's just a Bengals story. I mean, 525 yards for Joe Burrow, four touchdowns. Joe Mixon rushes for 65, gets a touchdown as well. T. Higgins, almost 200 yards. 194 yards, two touchdowns. Touchdown for Tyler Boyd, 85 yards for him. Touchdown for Joe Mixon on the receiving end as well, 70 yards. Crazy, crazy game. The Ravens secondary was decimated, but the Bengals just came out and capitalized. I mean, this is impressive stuff. What I want to say is the Bengals are still not going to win a playoff game. I promise. This is the kind of game where they blow out a secondary, and then the next game they go out there and shit the bed. The Bengals are not ready yet. 
I don't think. Um, do you do you agree or do you think I'm tripping a little bit? Um, I do agree. I don't think they're quite ready yet. They could, you know, sneak by one playoff game, but they're not a team that's going to make a run. I mean, they they're young, very very young. But Joe Burrow does look good, man. He, I mean, that his performance this weekend is unbelievable. But yeah, I agree. They're still not ready. But I mean, looking forward to their future, it looks as bright as any team in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Just need to get some guys on that OL, and they're going to be in good shape. But I will say, those receivers, man, they're going to be looking to get paid soon. Um, Chargers 29, Texans 41. The Chargers do what the Chargers do um, and just come out and, you know, absolutely fraud it up against the Texans who are led by Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead is like 35, has 22 carries, 150 yards and two touchdowns for him. Chris Conley receiving touchdown, Nico Collins receiving touchdown. And, I mean, Herbert, his stats would tell you that he had a decent game. He had 336 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. He did not have a decent game. He looked fucking terrible in this game, in my opinion. Justin Jackson had two touchdowns. He's coming in. He's the second, third stringer there. Um, You know, 98 yards receiving, 64 yards on the ground with two tuds. Um, and Josh Palmer gets a touchdown for himself as well. But you have to beat the Texans. I mean, I don't care how many guys you are missing. The Texans were 3-11 and heading into this game. Chargers 8-6. Um, and You just can't. You can't lose to the Texans. I don't care who you are. You cannot do it. Um, and they do in this game, and I just have so many questions about them. You know, they're kind of, you know, we might enter that period here where they're on the outside looking in, and and this could be a serious problem, you know. They needed to lock the division up and and get a game win like this, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, they're another team similar to the Bengals that just don't seem to be ready yet. They put up these streaks of games where they look really good, and then there's just streaks where you can just tell that, you know, they just don't have it all put together, man. I mean... But Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, same draft class, both looking good as quarter franchise quarterbacks for both their teams. But yeah, this was a really bad loss, and I'm sure it cost a lot of people money because I know it cost us money. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll speed this up. Bucks thirty-two, Panthers six. Good game for Brady, two thirty-two and one. Uh, Gabbert got a snap in this game too. I thought that was funny. Keyshawn Vaughn touchdown. Ronald Jones touchdown. Uh, Panthers just absolutely stink. I mean, they're terrible. Um, Donald and Newton uh, sharing snaps here. Cam didn't get too much time, but Panthers got to move on from both of those guys, in my opinion, and they pretty much need a full rebuild. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Panthers are kind of shot in yeah. terms of their future outlook. It's going to be a rough couple years for me, I'm sure. Yeah. But that's okay. That's why, you know, we bet on other teams and focus on their results instead of the Panthers. Absolutely. Two more teams who need some time to get back to maybe some former glory. The Bears, 25. Seattle Seahawks, 24. Both teams now 5-10. and 10. Seahawks let the Bears back into this game. It was snowing here. Nick Foles got the start, 250 yards and a touchdown. Montgomery had a touchdown as well. Um, Seahawks just don't look so good in this one. Rashad Penny, my boy, my pick, fantasy pickup, 135 yards and a touchdown. Uh, 181 in the air for Russ with two passing TDs. Gerald Everett and DK Metcalf, the leading receivers with 68 and 41, respectively. Touchdown for each of them. 
Um, this game doesn't really have any sort of implications on the playoffs whatsoever. Both bad teams, underperforming teams, um, suspect quarterbacks right now. I mean, we haven't seen Falls really play much this season. And Russ has, <coughs> excuse me, have been really mediocre. So I didn't care too much about this game, but it was nice to see a snow game. Yeah, no, once, um, uh, I didn't, I didn't even know it was snowing until the game came on. Yep. And once I saw the snow, I immediately bet on Demont and Rashad to both score. Cause I knew that was kind of going to be the way the game went. And you know, that ended up working out. I, they scored like the second and third touchdowns of the game and I didn't have to sweat anything the rest of the time. So that was enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Um, Broncos Raiders Raiders edge the Broncos at Allegiant. So it's a home game for the Raiders Raiders eight and seven Broncos seven and eight. Drew Locke gets the start, 153 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Javante Williams gets a touchdown as well. Jerry Judy, the offensive passing leader or receiving leader at 60 yards. I don't know. The Raiders just, I'm not even going to go over the Raiders stats. They just edged the Broncos here. Broncos looked bad, couldn't get it going in an offensive sense, and the Raiders just got it going a little bit better. Josh Jacobs had 129 yards on the ground, which is a lot for him. 27 carries. Um, the goal here for the Raiders was just really to pound it down the middle and see, you know, what they could get out of it. They had a decent game, no touchdowns for Jacobs, but, um, it was nice to see them get the win here because we've been saying all season Broncos aren't really that good. And, and that's what they showed in this game. Yeah. Not much to say about that game Two Kind of, you know, mid middle of the pack teams that aren't really doing much the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I mean, no real takeaways. Both teams kind of did their thing, and neither team looks great. Yeah. Um, all right. Steelers 10, Chiefs 36. Chiefs look great. Steelers suck. I mean, Chiefs just pour it on in the first half. They were up 23 nothing heading into halftime. Continued to get it done um, in the second half. I don't have a lot to say about this one either. The Chiefs are fully back. Mahomes is 258 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Pringle leading receiver here, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Didn't see much of Tyreek Hill. Um, but the Chiefs should be at full strength now moving into um, the next week. And I'm sure that they're going to have another fantastic game. The Steelers need to move on um, from Ben and, I mean, probably from Tomlin as well. I don't know how you feel about that. but Yeah, no, I think the Steelers season is over i don't even i don't think they'll get a win the rest of the year with the way they're looking they'll probably finish the season 0-2 here it was kind of surprising not to see Tyreek get included as much like you said um for the chiefs with them having kelsey out but i mean it just shows that patty mahomes can get the job done with whoever it seems like so they're looking full steam in the playoffs here and they're gonna make a run at the super bowl yeah absolutely okay washington 14 Dallas cowboys 56 slaughter this was a slaughter um heineke 121 yards touchdown two interceptions terrible game dak 330 four tuds ezekiel elliott leading rusher at 37 this was an aerial assault you had one two three receivers above 80 malik turner dalton schultz and amari cooper all above 80 a touchdown for each of them a receiving touchdown for ezekiel elliott and a receiving touchdown for terrence Steele. they put up 56 points in this game it was an offensive Masterclass and the Washington football team are just so so bad. Cowboys now eleven and four in control of the NFC East. The Washington football team fall to six and nine. They look to face an Eagles team next week who 
I would imagine would probably beat them. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys offense looks ridiculous. They are just putting up points in bunches, man. Um, clear. I mean, it should have been clear from the beginning of the season that they were going to win the NFC East, but I feel like there's a little doubt, um, just like there is every year at the NFC East, because you never know how it's going to go. But they look good. Uh, Tony Pollard slash Zeke both, you know, keep getting the job done. Dak gets the job done, and they look good. Yeah. All right. Dolphins 20, Saints 3. The Miami Dolphins come out um, and absolutely batter the New Orleans Saints, who can only get three points on the board. Ian Book, two touchdowns, or two interceptions, rather. No touchdowns, trust. Uh, and 135 yards for him. Kamara, such a mediocre game. 52 yards on the ground. Um, God, he was terrible. Little Jordan Humphrey was the receiving leader in this game with 70 yards for the Saints. And the Dolphins really, uh, this was kind of the Jalen Waddle show. 92 yards and a touchdown. Uh, I missed like a $500 SGP by literally one leg. It was a receiving, or a, uh, Alvin Kamara rushing touchdown, which sucked. But this was a great game for the Dolphins. They are now 8-7. and seven. I think they've won eight in a row at this point. Is it, It's seven or eight in a row, which is so crazy to think. Um, but yeah, this, this season for the Dolphins hasn't been a, a total disaster. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, no, uh, speaking to their win streak, they're the only team, they said, in NFL history to lose seven games in a row and win seven games in a row in the same season, which is kind of funny. Um, But at least they're doing it the right way and not losing seven in a row now and winning seven uh, here at the end of the season. And their defense looks unbelievable. If they can keep those defensive pieces together and, you know, keep stringing together some good offensive players like they did by drafting Jalen Waddell this year, they, they could have a good future. It just sucks that they're in such a tough division with you know josh allen and the bills and then the pats yeah absolutely all righty shall we move on to our predictions for the week um okay let me pull up fanduel because i forgot that i needed to do that and we will begin now all right Game one, the Las Vegas Raiders take on the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, something to me kind of stinks about this game. Um, I think, still, I picked two Colts games wrong this season. Two. Um, I have a great read on their team. I know how they perform because I watch literally every minute of every game um, because Jonathan Taylor is my RB1. I'm actually going to fade myself because something's telling me that the Raiders cover. I don't like six and a half, though. I'd rather it be a little higher. If this was an eight and a half point spread or maybe even a nine, I'd probably take the Raiders to cover. Instead, what I'm going to do is take Colts minus six and a half because it's minus 110. And if they win this game, they're going to win by a touchdown, in my opinion. It just matters if the Raiders come out and play or not. And I'm going to take the Colts at full strength. I don't know who's going to be under center because Wentz has COVID, but I'm going to take them anyway and just see where this one goes. Yeah, no, I'm in on the Colts as well. This, I mean, they're still playing for the top division spot. If they can go 2-0 here and the Titans drop some, yeah. they still have a chance to you know take the division. And the Raiders are playing for nothing. Um, and their season, you know, has kind of been distraught with the departure of John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, that corner who held up a machine gun on instagram live <laughs> their team's been all over the place and i think they're kind of just done 
with the season. So I'm in on the Colts minus six and a half. This is a must win game for them to keep some momentum rolling. Yeah, I absolutely agree. All right. New York Giants take on the Chicago Bears up next. Bears are a six point favorite. Another one. I think I'm going to go with the Bears minus six. I don't bet on the Bears very often. I usually fade them, but I liked them in this game. I mean, we saw how the Giants played last game. I just don't think that they're going to be due for any sort of bounce back for the rest of the season. I think they're totally done. I'm going to take Bears minus six pretty confidently here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is a game that you wouldn't think you'd be confident on either team, to be honest. Yeah, I know. It's rare. But with the way the Giants have looked, I think the Bears cover minus six. But just to give us a little diversity, I'm going to just take a DeMont touchdown as he has been scoring and he has been looking good. Okay. Um, Sounds good. DeMont touchdown. Beautiful. All righty. Up next, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the New York Jets. 13-point spread. Oh, I kind of hate this game. Um... I don't like 13. I mean, the Bucks look fantastic, but we don't have any sort of touchdown odds at this point. I took an Antonio Brown touchdown last week. It didn't hit. I'm going to double down on the failure and take an Antonio Brown touchdown this week. He looked really good, and I just don't think that Jets defense is all that good. I think he gets in the end zone here. I'm going to stay away from the spread and just go with an Antonio Brown touchdown. Yeah, it's not a bad bet. I don't really know what I like in this game. Um, Lenny's still gone, right? Uh, yeah, hamstring. He's done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a Rojo. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking a Rojo touchdown. All right. Yeah. So I think the consensus between Jeremy and I here is stay the fuck away from the spread. Um, if you're actually betting it, I just. I don't know. I hate the. I hate plus thirteen. I think that's so suspect. Um. Okay. Confusing line though. Yeah, it is. This is an even more confusing one. Bills minus fourteen and a half against the Falcons. That's nuts. You think the Bills win by fifteen points? I think they win by fourteen points, and I'm going to take a minus thirteen and a half. Okay. Um. I'm going to go down a little further. I'm going to take the Bills minus nine and a half at minus 185. This is probably a game that I actually won't bet when it comes to Sunday, just because I think Vegas has their hands all over this one. But you're going to take the Bills minus 13 and a half? I'm actually changing it. This over speaking to me. 44 okay. and a half. I think the Bills put up at least 30 something. And the Falcons, when they when they can get it moving through the air, they can put up some points. So I'm taking f- over 44 and a half. All right, over 44 and a half total points. I think that's that's a safer bet for sure. Um, yeah, I think Vegas has their hands on this one somehow or another. I, I know that come Sunday, this line's going to be all sorts of wonky. All right, Washington football team taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. This game's in Washington. Eagles only a three and a half point favorite, dude. Give me Eagles three and a half. I mean, you know, they're not good, but the football team are so bad. Give me the football team. The Eagles barely beat the beaten up football team. What was that, two weeks ago? Uh, two and or three. now they're in Washington. 
and the football team gets a chance to ruin the Eagles' season, I'm taking the football team. Money line. Heineke's going to come out, be electric. They're winning the football game. They're going to sling it? All right. All right. We're in opposition here. Um, Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Chiefs five-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, I love that. I mean, I love Chiefs minus five and a half in this game. I don't need to say anything else. I saw what the Bengals did last week. I saw what the Chiefs did this week. I think the Bengals come out, take a shit on the field, and the Chiefs continue their dominance with Kelsey back from COVID. I'm all over Chiefs five and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think this line's a little low. I think they might be overestimating the abilities of the Bengals they because, are. Of, because of their performance last week. And that's kind of rare for Vegas, you know, to kind of buy in so much on one performance. So, yeah, I'm in on the Chiefs minus five and a half. They want to keep as much momentum as they can going into the playoffs here, especially with the way they stumbled early in the stretch. They don't want to see that happen down here uh, when when it starts really mattering. So, yeah, I'm in on the Chiefs minus five and a half. All right, beautiful. The next game, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the New England Patriots. Pat's currently a 15 and a half point favorite. I already scouted this game out. I am taking the over-under in this game. It's currently at 41.5. I'm going to alt it down a little bit, down to minus 175, and take over 38.5 total points. Fifteen and a half points? Yeah, no way, dude. Fifteen? Give me the Jags plus 17.5. All right. Do you know what the odds are on that? I'm pulling it up right now. The dude, seventeen and a half or fifteen and a half Too is much. the base spread. Too much. Seventeen and a half gives us minus one forty. Oh, I'm I'm all in for that value. Minus one forty, seventeen and a half, two touchdowns and a field goal. Yeah, I'm in. This is a that's a great teaser game. I mean, absolutely fantastic. After the way the pass looked last week, I don't want to be betting on them. People that are betting fifteen and a half for the pass, I mean, good luck, dude. Mm, that is suspect. Okay. Um, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Tennessee Titans up next. Dolphins currently a three and a half point dog. Oh, I love the Titans in this game. Minus 178 on the money line. Dolphins, no way they're getting another another win here. I mean, it's got that would be nine in a row, eight or nine in a row. It's not happening. I love Titans money line here, and they fucked me a lot this season. Um but I'm going to stick with them here. And also, the over is at 41. I really like that, too. Um, but I'm going to stick with Titans' money line. See, I'm kind of biased because I want to see the Titans lose. Yeah, um, I know. I, dude, I really I like the Dolphins' defense lately, too, man. You know what? I'm taking a waddle touchdown. They love doing that little, like, forward pass that might as well just count as a rush. Yep. Um, when they get within the 10, they've done it. Like, dude, they, I think they ran it three or four times uh, the other day. That's how he scored. Yeah. Yep. And he always just seems to get his way to the edge and get a couple yards. So I'm taking a waddle touchdown. He's been on fire. He, he's making a name for himself as a rookie for sure. And I think he finds the end zone again. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if Lamar's going to be back. Rams currently a three and a half point favorite. Um, all right, I'm gonna give you guys some fucking juice here. 
We're going to take the Rams minus five and a half at plus 115. We're going to alt that up, give ourselves some money, um, give ourselves some plus money, put this in a parlay. We're going to take Rams minus five and a half alt spread. I think this is a trap. Um, I know the public's going to be all over the Rams, especially if Baltimore is out, but I don't think that that people are going to really bet with their heads. If the Rams beat the Ravens here, they're going to beat the fuck out of them. They're not going to just beat them by four. Um, so give yourself a little bit of a buffer. Take minus five and a half and give yourself a little extra money, I think. I really like that play. Yeah. I really do, especially because, I mean, yeah, if, if Lamar's out, this line's going to move. I, it's yeah. Gonna move. So, yeah, I think... Well, you know, probably right this second, I'm going to get in on it. Um, I'm going to, yeah, a five and a half. I like that. You know what? Yeah, put me in for five and a half. Okay. I'm in. Let's ride. All right. Beautiful. Um, and, yeah, I mean, we, we need the Rams at this point to continue winning. So um, it's important that they win in convincing fashion as well. All right. Oh, Jesus Christ, this game. Um, the LA Chargers take on the Denver Broncos. Chargers a six point favorite against the Broncos. Do you have a pick for this game? Because I don't. I don't know. I was gonna ask, do you think this is the bounce back game for the Chargers or no? I mean, they got fucking destroyed by the Broncos earlier this season. I do think this is the bounce back game. I hate Chargers minus six because I don't want to get got by some bullshit. They go for two. They go for fourth down conversions all the time. I'm going to alt it down to five and a half for safety's sake and and ride with them. Um, but, man, this game stinks, dude. It absolutely smells. Um, Chargers minus five and a half is minus 120, and I guess that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Eckler, touchdown, back off covid He's kind of been the lifeblood of their team, even when they have looked bad. Uh, so I think he finds his way into the end zone. And I will be SGPing him with Javante Williams, um, but I'm going to just for the sake of this take Eckler touchdown. All right, beautiful. Um, Houston Texans taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Texans currently 12.5 point dogs um, at Levi Stadium. I love a Texans cover in this game. They're playing much better recently. I'm taking Texans plus 14 and a half at minus uh, 145. What about these 44 and a halfs are looking good this week? Yeah. Um, I'm taking the over because, like you said, the Texans have been looking competent. Um, and even if they don't cover the spread, the 44 and a half should hit because I mean, if they put up 14 points, I think the Niners can put up 30, no problem. Cause I mean, even when the chargers got smoked this week, they still put up 30 points. Uh, so yeah, I'm in on the over 44 and a half. Yeah. All right, cool. Over 44 and a half. Yeah. It doesn't really need any adjustment either. I think that's probably pretty safe. All right. Um, where are we? Oh boy. Cardinals versus the Cowboys. Um, Cardinals currently five and a half point dogs. Plus 198 on the money line. James Conn will be back in this game. Those odds are too good, man. I know you're not going to follow me with this pick, but I'm taking Cards money line. I love those odds. And I don't. I think the Cowboys still have some fraudulence to show us. This is the week. 
Yeah, no, I was going to actually, this is going to surprise you. I was going to say, I think this is the game where they might bounce back a little bit. Okay. I mean, they can't lose forever, right? No, no, especially heading into the playoffs. I mean, Kingsbury has to know that they need to get a win before the playoffs. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in on the money line. I was thinking about going six or seven and a half, but... I like the money line. I could definitely see them coming out and shocking the Cowboys a little bit. And hopefully Trayvon Diggs gets exposed. I'm tired of all this Trayvon Diggs nonsense. Yeah. So I'm in Charger, or Chargers. Cardinals money line. All right. I, you're going to take Cardinals money line. I've changed my mind. I'm taking Cardinals minus five and a half because that's plus 360. Wow, yeah, I know. But if they win, I think they win by a touchdown. So I'm going to take a flyer here. Um, at plus 360, those odds are just unbelievable. Um, you guys might be thanking me come Sunday. We'll see. All right, let's move on. Uh, Jeremy co-signed the money line too, so that's how you know. Cardinal or Carolina Panthers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Saints are a six and a half point favorite. Ah, oh, Jesus. This game stinks. Over-under is 38 and a half. What do you think? I mean, Panthers are your squad. How are you feeling on this one? I kind of love the Panthers. I don't love either team. Yeah. Is there like a worst game of the week bet? Can we? I know. Yeah. Lions Seahawks um, is pretty bad too. That's next. Oh, the <laughs> 20 window is brutal. It's terrible. Um, I might. No, I'm not going to take the over. Uh-uh. Especially with the way these no. last two games have gone. I might take the under. Yeah, actually, I think I'm in on the under. Now that I'm thinking about the Saints, um, held the Bucks to zero points, and the Dolphins only scored 20 or whatever. And the Panthers have worse, way worse offense than both of those teams. So, yeah, I'm in on the under. Yeah, um, we're both taking the under. This game smells. I don't ever bet unders either, but this is one where I just feel like it's it's absolutely going to happen. Um, Lions-Seahawks up next. Lions seven-point dog against the Seahawks at home. Ah. Dude, this game's awful. Um, is Lockett going to be back? I guess so. I I don't know what to do here. I mean... Maybe I'm going to take like a first half total. It's 21 and a half is the first half total. No. All right. I'm taking Seahawks first half spread. I don't think we've ever bet a half spread here. The Seahawks first half spread is four. I like them to be up a touchdown heading into halftime. So that's what I'm going to take. Um... Man, I know that's a weird one, but I actually really like it. I really like that play as well, to be honest. It's bizarre. You might be honest something. You might be honest something. I don't ever look at those lines either. I don't know if you look at, at half spreads, but I had a I had a couple really good weeks last season betting them. Yeah, I feel like we've kind of strayed away from them this season, which yeah. maybe maybe the end of the season that's what gets us, you know, rolling here. Yeah. Um I do I'm gonna co sign that bet, but I'm going to take I don't know. Yeah, give me, give me the Seahawks team total over twenty five. 
All right, Seahawks team total over twenty. It's twenty five flat. Yep. All right, man. This is that game. We're gonna be sweating watching that one. It's gonna be a freakish ass game. Thankfully, I have the worst looking parlays placed I've ever seen. I I'm gonna play some of these too, and they're gonna be just be so ugly. I can't wait. All right, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Green Bay Packers up next. Packers looking for revenge in this one. Ive, six and a half point faves. I'm gonna let them hurt me again. I'm taking Packers six and a half. I kind of feel like the Vikings win this game. They very well could. They very well could. I kind of am feeling it in my nuts, but I'm gonna take Packers six and a half. I'm gonna go with another over here. Um. I mean, Aaron Rodgers lives for division football. Yeah. He really does. And I think he's going to come out firing. He'll probably, you know, Packers might get 30, 35 points. And Kirk Cousins is going to pull the old Kirk Cousins garbage time, rack up some yardage, rack up some points. And I think that's how the over covers. So, yeah, I'm in on over 47 and a half. I'm changing my pick because I just found an absolute gem. Packers, first half spread, minus four is plus 105. And I think they're up a touchdown heading into the half. I think that the Vikings cover. It's a close game. But it's the, it's going to be a repeat of the Browns. I'm taking another one of the first half spreads. This, this is going to be awful. This is going to be a terrible week for me. But I'm taking Packers, minus four, first half spread. God, I better lock these in now because these are going to move. Um, okay, last game of the week. Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Jesus Christ. Um, Steelers, a three-point dog at Heinz Field. What do you think, dude? They, have... Mm, I did just say they're going to lose the rest of the season. Yeah. I did. I'm going to take the Browns. Yeah. I'm, yeah. mm, Give me a Chubb touchdown. I I don't know if the value is going to be very good on that, so I might end up having to go Chubb. Give me Chubb touchdown, Browns money line, because I don't feel like the value on Chubb touchdown alone is going to be very good. No, probably not. So an SGP for Jeremy in this one. I'm just going to take Browns uh, minus three. I think if they win, they win by a touchdown. But this game is going to be a mess, man. I mean, it's Baker versus um, Baker versus Ben. I literally don't think there could be a worse Monday night game, honestly. I'd probably rather watch um, Panthers-Saints or maybe even Texans-Niners. This game is going to stink. But I'm on Browns minus three. Jeremy on Chubb, touchdown, and Browns. Money line. Okay. Locks of the week. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. What do you have for me? Um, well, I didn't know I was going first. I was just ready for the segment. Oh, okay. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. That's all right. All I right. I have mine locked up. Um, I am going to take Rams minus five and a half and um, a Colts minus six and a half. That's it. Just a parlay. Um... I don't need to get too fancy this week. I I just I like this. 
Chiefs minus five and a half. That's your straight bet lock of the week. Yep, straight bet lock of the week. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. And <laughs> I placed that. Uh, I placed Rams minus five and a half with um, Cardinals money line. Yeah. Uh, for twenty, and they already put my cash out at fifteen. Yeah. They placed it and immediately told me it's going to lose essentially. Yeah, that's what they think. They're wrong though. All right. Oh yeah. That's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the week. This is week seventeen. That makes me so sad. Man. It makes me so sad. We're almost done. Almost at the playoffs. I can't wait for playoff football, but I'm going to miss watching Red Zone all the time. All right. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Um, Hope you had a good Christmas. Take care of yourselves. And uh, we'll see you soon, all right? See ya.